Stand by to receive our transmission. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That are alive, you are coming with me. The Force will be with you. Always. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Hello? BK? BK? Man, BK's not here. No, man, hey, it's me, it's BK. No, no, BK's not here. No, open the door, man, it's me, it's BK. No, BK's not here. (laughs) Alan Sanders filling in for BK on the air, who is out and about enjoying life with his wife down in the merry old land of Orlando and down in the Universal Studios enjoying pretending he's a comic book hero one day and a movie star the next and then a member of the wizarding wizarding world of Harry Potter sounds like he's having a lot of fun I'm actually a little bit jealous now I know he's also there's that little moment and this happened to me when I went on vacation he is just now like it's seven minutes past the hour on a Saturday and there is a little part of him that suddenly just went sad he's like oh I'm not in the air because that's how I feel every single time. If I take a vacation, I mean, when I wasn't here that one Saturday, Walt was filling in, BK was in here. I woke up early and I said, well, oh, I don't have to go into the radio. I'm on vacation. But then I was like, oh. <laughs> so I get over it quickly. Now, don't get me wrong. I do get, <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm going to like be ruined the whole day. But there's a moment where I go, oh. Joining me here in our studios, program observer, Zoe. Did you just yawn, Zoe? Oh my God. Am I that boring? Okay, you know, laughing in the microphone would be better. <laughs> You're not laughing in quiet is not helping. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Zoe Putnam was here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she is a program observer doing her senior capstone project and learning a little bit about the media. Talked about that last hour during Waking Up with Alan, but I know a lot of you folks only tune in for BK on the air. So uh, just recapping that if you missed it, she is uh, going to be with us for several Saturdays learning elements of, of media, and especially in terms of broadcast radio. And so far, I think you are learning stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, last week, you learned what goofballs we are and what not to do on radio. <laughs> this week, uh, you're here, um, and I don't know how much fun you're having, but uh, is it? Are you aware how much research goes into putting a show together? No. So you, you're learning what it's like to be a show producer. Yes, I am. So what uh, what have you been working on today for BK on the Air? Kind of give us an overview. I'm going to turn the microphone over to you for a second. Well, I got the Flash News for the day. The and Flash the Audience segment? Of course. I got This Day in History, and I also got some little bits of news about what's going on in comics and movies and such. We got some great dates coming to Disney Plus, too, this year. I am so looking forward. I, I was really excited when they announced Disney Plus, and make sure you definitely pull that mic deaf right in front so we can hear you. Um, we got one of the deals when they were first trying to get people to sign up to Disney Plus that said if you commit, and this was a commitment, if you pay for all three years up front, like you say, I'm going to buy three years of Disney Plus. I, I'm going to trust that I'm going to like this service for enough that I'm going to want it for three years, that if you paid all three years up front, it would be basically $4 a month. 
So oh. the wife and I looked at each other and said, well, we love Disney. We love the fact that Marvel's part of Disney. We know Star Wars is part of Disney. We know Disney's got a lot of cartoons and stuff that we like as, and our kids will like. And they're going to have original programming, original content. We know a lot of Marvel stuff is going to be added to the Disney Plus side. Hey, let's do it. So, you know, we forked over the dough. And uh, it wasn't a lot. It was, uh, you know, whatever, four times 36. That's how much it was. And uh, that was that's how much it cost for for us to have Disney Plus for the next three years. I think everybody else has to sign up at eight dollars a month, seven ninety nine. So hey, we got it for pretty much half off, or it may even be less than that. Maybe like three something, three fifty or something. It ends up being I know it was like sixty six and two thirds percent off if you did it like that. So I was I was like hey. Works for me. I'm a Disney fan. What about you? You like Disney? I love them. And uh, now that they become the mega empire of Marvel and, and LucasArts, and you've got the Pixar franchises, all those 3D yep. animated. There's a lot of content. Yeah, and it's nice because you get to watch whatever you want now. And you've, uh, and as you were saying, you were pulling some stuff of what's coming to Disney Plus later this year. Yep. That's awesome. I can't wait. There's there's so much going on. Uh, streaming TV is really where it's at. Uh, I, I know the cable companies don't like hearing that. I know AT&T U-verse doesn't like hearing that. But we pulled the plug, and the wife and I are mad because we probably should have pulled the plug on cable three or four months before we actually did it. We ended up spending uh, more money uh, than we needed to because we don't use all those channels. Now, what about you at your house? I know you don't, you don't have any financial decisions in your house. you got parents who still do that, Zoe. But do you still have like Comcast or uh, UVerse um, or anything like that? We do. We do watch TV on occasionally because there are some shows that we enjoy a lot. But at the same time, uh, personally, YouTube, Netflix, Disney, all those have shows that you can just watch whenever you want. Because on TV, you got to wait for a certain program to come on. Right. We decided, and we did our research, we, we played with Hulu TV, Hulu Live, for about uh, two months because they came, and part of it is we are sports people. We like college football. We love, I do like still watching the NFL. I kind of fell off it a little bit. Love college football, probably because my girls were at UGA, and so we were always wanting to watch the Bulldogs. Um, I do enjoy watching the occasional hockey game. I am a Braves fan. I like watching baseball, so sports had to be part of it. Hulu Live did sports. So we're like, okay, let's try this. And we tried it for two months and said, you know what? We did some additional research and we thought the one thing Hulu Live didn't have, I guess you could pay for it now, but that uh, YouTube TV has is uh, not just the DVR, but it's unlimited DVR and cloud storage for your shows that you like. They have same sports channels. They have all the channels that, like, we looked. All the channels that we would be wanting in a, quote, cable package YouTube TV had for $49 a month. And we're like, okay, so we're paying $49 a month for YouTube TV. We're paying basically $4 a month, which we already paid for, for a, our uh, subscription to Disney Plus. And we're paying whatever it is for Netflix and we have an Amazon Prime. So those are our four streaming. We're not, we, we are not missing the $180 whatever dollar, $120 cable bill for 200 other channels we don't watch. You know, we're, we're paying far less we were still we, we still had Netflix, so it's not like Netflix was an additional cost. We we were paying for cable with Netflix. We were paying for cable with Amazon Prime. So those two we don't even count in terms of savings. But we were spending I think it was like a hundred and it may have been hundred and fifty dollars a month for the particular package we had to do HD sports, HD TV channels, and to get all the HD because we have an HD TV. I was like, this is stupid. We dropped that piece down to basically 50 bucks a month because YouTube TV had the stations we want to watch. So we pulled the plug. 
We cut that cord. Everybody that's out there that sells cable advertising going, no. Yes, we cut that cord. And the fact that YouTube TV, I'm not trying to be a YouTube TV salesperson, but we even looked at Clark Howard's uh, Consumer Action website. Um, and he said, of all the streaming services, that's what his family uses is the YouTube TV. It is a little bit more. There are cheaper ones out there. You hear BK, he talks about Sling TV. Uh, the, the kind of programming on Sling is more conducive to the kinds of shows and sort of the, the TV sh- stuff that he wants. You know, his shows of when he grew up, a lot of the more nostalgic TV shows. Uh, the wife and I like a lot, of, a lot of the new stuff, and we like sports. So you have to kind of pick what streaming service is going to work for you. Can you believe one segment done? Man, quarter of the first hour uh, is, is done and in the books. We're ready for a break. When we come back, we've got the golden rage of TV. Pat McCormick going to give us a breakdown of Jodie Foster, who's been an actress for a very, very long time, from Freaky Friday and Taxi Driver all the way through to being a director herself. So stick around for more of BK on the air. Morning sunshine, west winds 5 to 10, highs today mid-50s, clear low 30s for tonight, mostly sunny upper 50s tomorrow, chance of showers tomorrow night mid-40s. Monday, showers likely, slight chance of thunderstorms, locally heavy rainfall possible, highs in the mid-50s. Tuesday, partly sunny, 40% chance of showers, slight chance of thunderstorms. The Bryant Housewives Wi-Fi thermostat gives you more convenience and savings. Your smart device puts you in control from almost anywhere. And with built-in features like smart setback, you can save on your energy costs. The Housewives thermostat is only available from your Bryant dealer. They'll even take care of the installation so you know it's done right. For a thermostat designed to maximize convenience and energy savings, call Meadows Heating and Air at 770-387-0266. Bryant, whatever it takes. They're making history in historic downtown Cartersville again. Sam Franklin's Home Furnishings is celebrating 64 years. Hey, it's BK on the air. From 1956 to today, the tradition continues of having the name, brand, and appliances you want, like Whirlpool, Amana, KitchenAid, and Maytag, plus Sony Electronics as well. Sam says, we service what we sell, always have, always will. One historic furniture store, your mom, pop, and grandchildren's store. 144 West Main, downtown Cartersville. Online at samfranklins.com. There's some big news coming from Candy Apple Custom Collision Center. We are now a recognized collision care provider for Nissan, Hyundai, Chrysler, General Motors, and Ford, including the all-new aluminum F-150. We're the only collision center in Bartow County recognized by these manufacturers, and we have the ability to make aluminum repairs. Now you don't have to make that dreadful drive to the big city to get OEM certified collision repairs. Call Kyle or Kim at Candy Apple Custom Collision at 770-606-1800. Find them on Facebook or stop by 846 Joe Frank Harris Parkway in Cartersville. Everyone needs a neighbor, someone to help look after them and watch out for their best interest. At Coosa Valley, we are not only a place to do your banking, we're your neighbors who are ready to help you navigate financial decisions. But we know that your financial life is just one piece of the puzzle. That's why we're also around to help you build a better community. I'm Andy Harris, president of Coosa Valley Credit Union. Come bank with a neighbor you trust. Coosa Valley Credit Union. Experienced, always nearby, and anyone can join. 
Elite Stone Supply at Baker Road and US 41, just north of Cartersville, across from Racetrack, has the complete line of high sun UTVs and ATVs. You know Elite for landscaping supplies and Husqvarna power equipment, but we also have the exciting and innovative high sun line of all-terrain vehicles. Unique and versatile, high sun will surpass anything you've experienced in power vehicles before. Elite Stone Supply at Joe Frank Harris Parkway and Baker Road, and online at EliteStoneSupply.net. Welcome back to BK on the air. BK not here. BK is... I mean, BK's here in the sense... Is BK ever not here? BK is ubiquitous. You, BK is everywhere. Because BK is monitoring this program. I guarantee that right now. So good morning, BK, and to Mrs. BK, as you get to enjoy your eight-plus-hour car ride home from Orlando. Hope you had a really good time. I'm not going to get into any potential other things that might have happened while you were there. That's going to be up to you to share, BK. But we do know that you were sharing a lot on social media. Um, social media, I was explaining to somebody else just recently, it's a tool. It's a tool. It's like a hammer. I could bludgeon somebody with a hammer or I can build a house with a hammer. It's how you use it. And BK and I, we always talk about using it pro- productively, uh, you know, making friendships, making relationships, sharing things with uh, the audience. Uh, he had several little small video clips. Uh, watch the dragon breathing fire on the top of Gringotts Bank. Uh, had him inside of some of the shops sharing uh, some of the restaurants and places. So I was able to stay in touch with BK on the air while BK was not here. And so BK will be back next Saturday. I get to fill in, having a good time. Hope Walt in the Darkness is okay. He was supposed to call in during my show, Waking Up with Alan, but... He may have passed out, and not because he had been, you know, on a, on his own pub crawl. <laughs> he he was doing a surveillance. He is a private detective, and had a job come up at the last minute, and he had to uh, drive down to I believe he said St. Simon's to uh, to kind of pay attention to what somebody was doing that maybe they ought not be doing, and getting it on camera. All right, well, this is our chance to visit the Wayback Machine with our good friend from the Golden Rage of TV, Pat McCormick, and let's hear all about. Jody Foster. Greetings, fellow classic TV fans. One of the most famous names in Hollywood is that of actress, director, and producer Jodie Foster. Over the years, she's received many awards, which include two Oscars, two Golden Globes, a Cecil B. DeMille Award, and more. In 1968, the young acting prodigy's first television appearance was with her older brother, Buddy, who played Ken Berry's son on Mayberry RFD. Soon after, Foster guest starred on The Doris Day Show and began a recurring role as Joey on The Courtship of Eddie's Father. In the late late 60s, she landed multiple roles on Gunsmoke, and then by the early 70s, her TV career simply took off. In 1970 alone, she had parts on shows like Daniel Boone, Adam 12, and Nanny and the Professor. In 1971, she appeared on My Three Sons and Bonanza, and in 72 and 73, both The Partridge Family and Kung Fu. That era also marked her inevitable transition onto the big screen. Director Martin Scorsese clearly saw Jody's undeniable potential and cast her in not one but two of his major hits. They were Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore and, of course, Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro. 
All this alone would have seemed like a pretty accomplished career, but as we've all learned, the great Jodie Foster was just warming up. This is Pat McCormick with your retro TV trivia from the Golden Rage of TV. You can also find me on YouTube and Facebook at Golden Rage of TV and on Twitter at Golden Rage of TV One. And now back to BK on the air. Thank you, Pat McCormick. Always great material, always great content. Folks, you need to be following Pat on social media. He puts out some fantastic content, um, I think, almost every day on social media and, of course, is a big part of the BK on the Air program. Zoe Putnam in studios with me, show program observer as well as show producer for the day. All the content we're about to bring you, we can all blame her or praise her. It just depends on how it goes. How does it feel? I hope it's praise. <laughs> you know what? You got also de- here's here's a, here you go. Uh, uh, anything to do with media 101. You better have a thick skin because you can't please everybody. Someone's gonna think thanks to social media. We talked about using it properly versus improperly. I have a friend of mine who actually uh, was uh, took some acting lessons from me for a while. A very very talented individual. Uh, got her degree in broadcast journalism. And as any young broadcast journalist knows on the television side, you may have to move to various markets. You're not going to get an A-plum job in New York or L.A., not even in Atlanta as your first gig. Uh, Not if you want to get some on-air experience. And so she got a couple of smaller jobs out in Montana, and then now she's – I forgot where she is now. But uh, apparently people took to her social media making fun of how she looked or how she sounded – and then turned around and one person just decided it was okay to make fun of her boyfriend on her personal Instagram page. And she's like, you know, it's one thing if you want to tell me that you don't like how I deliver the news, but you're going after somebody who has nothing to do with what I do. But that's how you improperly use social media. Y- you don't know what to say. I really don't because that's not fun thing to think about, really. And it's something you have to be thinking about in, in this current age. If, if a media job is for you, do you have that kind of thick skin? Do you have the ability to take the kind of... Sometimes you have to realize these people are just really stupid, and that makes it easier <laughs> when you go, okay, I appreciate the fact that you went out of your way to leave me the crappiest comment you could, but you're a moron, and then you move along. <laughs> so I have a lot of fun. I don't... And then there's, there's nothing that says that you have to feed the trolls. I, I, we say that all the time on the radio. Don't feed the trolls because that just keeps them coming back for more. You know what that means? Don't feed the trolls when yes. people go trolling. <laughs> all right. <laughs> She's like, move along. Something else. I don't know what to say. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead. You've got uh, some things that are coming up. So let me go ahead and hit you on this one because Disney Plus, we were talking about streaming television before we took that break. We are big Disney Plus folks. I don't. Do you have Disney Plus at your house? Yes. I, I couldn't. T- I didn't know. I, I think your mom is. Who's who's more of the Disney fan, or is it because of Star Wars and Marvel? Uh, I would say out of everyone currently, mm-hmm. I'm the one who uses it the most, just because I have the most free time. Um, my mom doesn't use it often, and my dad probably does for the Star Wars mostly. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, but you're you're fans of a lot of the Disney products. So you've got Disney Plus. One of the things that we were intrigued about, the reason we decided to buy three years worth, is we knew there'd be new programming, other things coming as it evolved as a service. And you pulled a list of some things that might be relevant to the BK on the air audience of stuff coming to Disney+. Plus. Yes, I did. There's a few things coming this year, of course, and also next year as well. One thing we got is some of the Marvel stuff. We have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier which looks amazing in the triple commercial, which was the Falcon, WandaVision, and Loki. So the Falcon and Winter Soldier is coming August 20 of 2020. No date is given yet, 
We don't know if it's a it's a series, I believe. But yeah, it's going to be a, your typical kind of a Netflix show. It may be a ten part, nine part, eight part. It may be just one season, depending on whether or not it's favorably uh, reviewed. Or it could be the the Stranger Things hit, where they decide, hey, this is a good show. Let's go ahead and season two. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's going to be like The Mandalorian, like if they're going to release all the episodes at once, or maybe just once a week. It feels like Disney Plus is going to force us to wait once a week, kind of. G- and you know, Netflix used to be like that. They used to make you wait a week. Then they said, well, let's just drop it all at once, and people loved it because you could binge. Then people started realizing after a couple of years, when they were doing the binging, you said, well, oh my gosh, I watched all of Stranger Things in one night or two nights. It's two years now. Here comes Stranger Things 2. I don't even remember what happened in Stranger Things 1. So now you have to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of people say, well, maybe you should be more episodic. So that way it is. You wait every week for the new show to drop so you're not spoiling it for people. Everybody's kind of maybe a more leisurely pace. And it also keeps you from, I don't know, watching television for four or five straight hours every night. Yeah, that's true. Hey, there was a mention of Mandalorian. You liked that show, didn't you? I loved you? the Mandalorian. I thought, you know what? And we can have a Star Wars talk here for a second. Let's let this let's let's let this percolate. Because you said something to me that absolutely broke my heart. Like it broke it in places that I didn't know I had. Okay, <laughs> I've learned to shut off parts of my heart so that way I don't get it easily stepped on and broken. And and you managed to do it. You, eighteen-year-old Zoe Putnam, managed to hurt me, and you didn't even mean to. For those wondering, I said the prequels are better than the original. <laughs> God, it hurts again to hear it out loud. <laughs> okay, we're gonna. You know, remember? You know, uh, Vol- um, Voldemort is he who must not be named. We're gonna say things that must not be said, and and that is one of those things that should not be said. <laughs> but I also get it. And here's one of the things that I understand about the, the the Star Wars universe that a lot of the quote fan haters now don't remember when they were a kid. Star Wars made an impact because nobody at that age, when we were young, when we saw it in theaters, the original, there wasn't anything like that. There was no universe like that. We'd seen sci-fi, but it was always sort of like the UFOs on strings or it had been kind of campy and silly. Not really the spectacle of Star Wars, the visual effects, the storytelling, the myth, the mythos that grew around it. I mean, let's face it. I'm a Star Wars nerd to this day because of it. We play Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. My my kids and my wife stopped playing with me after about you know, like the first 25 questions I answer in a row. You know, um, <clears throat> that bothers them. Now they do the same thing with me when it comes to either Friends or Harry Potter trivia. They're just like savants. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, when it comes to Star Wars and James Bond, I become the savant. But um, why do you think that the prequels stand out better? What, why do you make that statement? Because you've obviously okay, seen yes. them all. Well, at least the original versus the prequels. That's true. What about it that makes you think the prequels is better or that they are better? I didn't grow up with Star Wars. Sure. My dad loved the my dad loves the movies. He really does. But I personally didn't grow up like watching them all the time. First clip I think I ever saw of Star Wars was in seventh grade. Okay, so pretty I I say pretty recent, only about five, six years ago. Yeah. And so for me, I was doing research, like, how should I watch these movies? Mm-hmm. And so I decided, because maybe I can do it chronologically, so episode one through six. Right. And so for me, because I didn't have originally the originals and then the prequels happen, I watched the prequels first. And I thought the story was pretty interesting in those, especially, mm-hmm. like, the build-up character of Anakin as mm-hmm. well, because I thought that was really interesting. 
And, and obviously that was the whole point. George Lucas said he wanted to go back and tell the story of how did Anakin become the the most reviled you know villain in the universe uh, with Darth Vader. Um, we grew up <clears throat> you know with a a pretty tight storyline, and I think part of it is if you grew up watching the originals first, we started seeing inconsistencies with the storyline in the prequels. Things like saying when when uh, C-3PO said, I don't, I don't remember ever being you know, owned by Ben Kenobi. And R2-D2 saying, you know, well, I've got to go find him. But those two characters were involved in so many adventures mm-hmm. with Ben Kenobi. Yeah. How do you get around that? Well, we'll just wipe their memory. Seemed a little cheesy. Some things like that didn't. And for us, and we'll continue this conversation because we're at the bottom of the hour here. For us, I didn't need the force to be explained. I liked it better with it just being a mystical energy that's just there. And some people are more sensitive to it and others are not. The idea of midichlorians drove me nuts. Oh, we've got these little tiny individual cells in our bodies that tend to channel the force or use the force or what? So we'll be more back with BK on the air. Now, the latest from GNN, the Georgia News Network. Gwinnett cops say a man who is alleged to have opened fire on one of their officers after a crash has been found dead in the county at Lake Lanier. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported an AK-style rifle was used in a carjacking incident that turned into a wreck. What followed after that crash? Gunfire exchange between the suspect and officers with the suspect still inside the car. The body was found near the vehicle. The boyfriend and person of interest in the death of a middle Georgia college student, Anitra Gunn, is now the prime suspect. During the investigation, enough information was developed that gave us probable cause to obtain an arrest warrant charging DeMarcus Little with malice murder. The charge keeps Little behind bars in Peach County. Gunn's body was found this week in neighboring Crawford County under some tree limbs. Calls are building for a West Georgia state lawmaker to resign. GNN's Rob Stadler has that story. It happened in Polk County last September. An SUV struck a man on a bicycle. Down the road, the driver picked up his phone and called his friend and state representative, Trey Kelly, who then called the Cedartown police chief. None of them immediately called 911. If you hit something and you're not sure what you hit, you call 911. Even in the case that you hit a deer, you have to call 911. State Representative Renita Shannon tells CBS 46 she was the first to call for the resignation of Kelly, who is House Majority Whip. The cyclist was found in a ditch an hour later and died. The county coroner partly blames Kelly and the chief's delayed response. Rob Stadler, GNN News. Well, hundreds of jobs are said to be headed for Midtown Atlanta. This is due to Macy's efforts to reshape the way it does business and attract new customers. The retailer is putting about $14 million into a tech hub that could create about 630 jobs. With continuing coverage from around the state, I'm Mike Moore with the Georgia News Network. A fearless warrior, 1,800 pounds of fury. The ultimate battle of man versus beast. The professional bull riders bring the toughest bulls and the top bull riders on the planet back to Infinite Energy Center for the third year in a row. March 14th and 15th. Tickets to Georgia's hottest event start at just 22 bucks and are on sale now. Get the best seats at PBR.com and AXS.com. It's the Gwinnett Invitational. There's always a moment of truth where it's either put up or shut up. We were yelling our hearts out. Even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I don't know where the pain went to, but all I know is that I had what it took. 
I am a United States Marine. PFC Daryl Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800- Are you suddenly sickly? Did that bug you caught catch on quickly? Did you slip, stumble, slide, or swoon? Never fear, you can walk in, log in, or call in to Harbin Clinic Immediate Care Cartersville. We're open Saturdays and Sundays from 7.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. at 150 Gentilly Boulevard. So, if your weekend turns wonky, rest assured we care completely and immediately for you. To learn more, visit harbinclinic.com slash immediatecarecartersville. This is Luke Daniel with Harry Daniel Insurance. At Harry Daniel Insurance, we periodically review your coverage. We're here to help you through all the changes in your life, whether you're going from renting an apartment to buying a home, starting a business, getting married, renovating your home, or adding a teen driver to your policy. We are your insurance consultants for a lifetime. Harry Daniel Insurance, 15 South Gilmer Street in Cartersville, 770-382-8954 and online at hdins.com. Enjoy Taco Tuesday, but remember Sushi Wednesday. Kobe Steak and Sushi has a Wednesday night sushi special. Buy one sushi roll and get a second roll for 50% off. Kobe showcases a variety of sushi, so you may discover a new realm of sushi that you've never experienced before. Don't like sushi? Enjoy a fun and delicious hibachi experience. Kobe Steak and Sushi in the Main Street Shopping Center in front of Belt. Check their menu out online at kobecartersville.com. For great Japanese food, you don't have to go to the Far East. Just go to East Main Street for Kobe Steak and Sushi. Your pharmacist is a great source of information about your health and your medicine. Keeping you healthy is a priority of Holtz Pharmacy. They have a website, their own Facebook, and also have a mobile app to be used to request refills 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Other features of Holtz, specialty compounding, convenient drive through window, and your authorized dealer for case knives. The cure for the common pharmacy, Holtz Pharmacy, Grassdale Road. Think about switching to Holtz today. Welcome back, everybody. BK on the air. Alan Sanders filling in for the vacationing BK. He'll be back next week, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Who knows? We may even hear from a BK uh, at some point before we wrap up at the noontime hour. It is uh, just past the bottom of the first hour, which means it's time for us to... The audience of the weird, the strange, and the bizarre. And I, of course, will have the first news... And I have to thank Zoe for these, so you can do, you can weigh in as we go through. But let me start off with this very first one. The headline alone is probably all you need to read, but I was intrigued. Human brain seized in mail truck on the U.S.-Canada border. What? The brain was found at the Blue Water Bridge crossing between Michigan and the Canadian province, a province, excuse me, of Ontario, back on of all things Valentine's Day, said U.S. Customs and Border Protection. It was inside a shipment labeled antique teaching specimen. 
I guess that would be true. Uh, maybe they should have sent Igor to pick that up. He would have dropped it, and then they wouldn't have had a problem. The shipment originated in Toronto and was destined for Kenosha, Wisconsin. Upon opening the shipment, CP, CBP, or your Customs and Border Patrol officers, found the package to contain a human brain specimen inside a clear glass mason jar without any paperwork or documentation to support its lawful entry into the United States. CBP Port Director of the region, Michael Fox, said people need to remember the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the U.S. National Public Health Institute, had strict rules regarding permits to import shipments like that. It's a human brain. And on Valentine's Day, too. What are they? I guess they were, they were using it for uh, perhaps a, a legitimate reasons. It uh, doesn't really get into saying what it's for, but that they had to seize it as far as that goes. But to try to transport a brain in a mason jar without any supporting documentation of why did you have... And whose brain was it? Was it a human brain? I don't know. Was it Abby Normal? <laughs> was it an abnormal brain? <laughs> you brought me an abnormal brain? <laughs> All right, here's the next news. All right, this one from CNN. This violinist played her instrument as surgeons removed a brain tumor. We got a theme going. Zoe, you got you got, you got brains on the brain? Is that what this is? Uh, according to this story, uh, Dagmar Turner wasn't just showing off when she played the violin during her brain surgery at King's College Hospital in London. Surgeons asked the 53-year-old to play her instrument to ensure that the professional violinist's musical abilities were not damaged during a tumor removal. The tumor in her right frontal lobe was dangerously close to areas of her brain that were responsible for coordinating delicate movements in her left hand. These regions are crucial for playing the violin, and in some spots, their distance from the tumor was as narrow as a credit card. Wow. My goodness. Yeah, the musician strummed a guitar during... Uh, this musician strummed a guitar during his own brain surgery. Uh, the violin is my passion. I've been playing since I was 10 years old, Turner said in February. Oh, sorry. This, this is uh, one of those things that was embedded in the, from the previous story. Oh, the violin is my passion, she said. I've been playing since I was 10 years old. The thought of losing my ability to play would be heartbreaking. Dr. Ashken, a neurosurgeon, came up with this creative solution. We performed 400 resections or... Uh, tumor removals each year, which often involves rousing patients to carry out language tests, but this was the first time I've had a patient play an instrument, he said in a news release. Before the procedure, a team of medical experts spent two hours mapping Turner's brain to figure out which areas were active when she played the violin. Doctors managed to then successfully remove over 90% of the tumor without damaging Turner's fine motor skills. She went home to find out that she had lost all of her other motor skills. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, she went home to her <laughs> husband and son three days after the procedure. Zoe, have you ever had a local, I mean, you're young, but have you had any kind of a local procedure while you were up and maybe someone cutting on you or doing anything? Mm, I wasn't awake, but wisdom teeth removal, that sucks. So you were, you were asleep. Can you imagine having your skull case taken off or someone probing beneath your skull into your brain while you're wide awake? And having them ask you questions, too, and answer them. Isn't that crazy? You know what a lot of people don't know this? Your brain is your major neural function for the rest of your body, but there's absolutely no pain nerves in your brain. Oy. There's no pain. So if they were cutting things out of your brain, you wouldn't feel it. That's very that unnerving. <laughs> it's very unnerving. I like that. Look at that. We're talking neuroscience now. All right. Time for another news. This one's definitely up BK's alley. I like this one as well. Mysterious Bermuda Triangle ghost ship discovered 95 years after it vanished. This is from the Huff Post or Huffington Post. 
the long-lost wreck of the SS Cotopaxi, a steamship referenced in movies, memes, and myth, has been discovered off the coast of St. Augustine, Florida, almost a century after vanishing near the Bermuda Triangle. It was incredibly exciting, said Michael Barnett, the diver, author, and researcher who helped find the wreck. He said that in an email. I've done a countless number of shipwreck dives, but this one truly stood out. Barnett is the lead explorer of Shipwreck Secrets, a new science channel series that will feature the discovery of the Cotopaxi in its premiere episode. The SS Cotopaxi was set uh, set off from Charleston, South Carolina. It was bound for Havana, Cuba on November 29, 1925 when it vanished. No trace of the ship or its crew of 32 were ever identified, which made the vessel ripe for both folklore and pop culture. In Steven Spielberg's 1977 classic Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the Cotopaxi Paxi reappears in the middle of the Gobi Desert. If you've never seen, by the way, the the first Spielberg written movie that he ever did, he wrote the screenplay for Close Encounters of the Third Kind, is an older movie, but still holds up to this day. Check that out. Uh, In recent years, social media memes have suggested the Cotopaxi had suddenly appeared empty and intact as a ghost ship floating off the coast of Cuba. That one was passed around so often that Snopes published an entire page to debunk it. As it turned out, the ship wasn't quite missing. Barnett and his team combed through historical documents, including paperwork from the ship's insurer, to find a previously unknown distress call sent by the Cotopaxi December the 1st of 1925. By mapping the ship's route, the coordinates, and the signal, and other hints from other documents, they honed in on a site discovered 35 years ago known as Bear Wreck. Now, the ship had never been identified. However, Barnett said the evidence in the paperwork combined with what was found during dives at the site of the bear wreck led to the conclusion it was, in fact, the SS Cotopaxi. Congratulations to that. That's really, really, really cool. All right, a couple more. Let's get into other news. I got two more here. I got to get to this the last one, definitely, because you Oreo munchers out there are going to love it. But first, centuries-old law against cursing in public? repealed finally by Virginia legislators. Did you know this? We used to do a segment a long time ago called Dumb Laws. Well, the oceanfront area of Virginia Beach long had no cursing signs on its boardwalk. You can even buy replica versions at various tchotchke gift shops. Now, in Virginia, letting an F-bomb fly in public could get you slapped with a misdemeanor and up to a $250 fine. I am not taking my wife to Oceanfront, Virginia Beach. Profane swearing has been illegal in the Commonwealth since 1792, when the fine was only then 83 cents. Just what bleeping words are banned? Well, the state code doesn't say, but on Wednesday, legislators said, well, to heck with the anti-swearing law. (laughs) The Virginia Senate voted to repeal it just weeks after the House did the same. It now awaits Governor Ralph Northam's signature. Northam spokesperson Elena Yarmovsky said, uh, told NPR, the governor will review the bill when it gets to his desk, adding, it's past time we swore off the antiquated policies of the past. Wah, 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 wah. If he signs the bill, Virginians will legally be able to curse their heads off beginning July the 1st. Yeah, nice to know. I mean, I am going to Virginia. You are? Is that, where, are you, where are you going to school? Uh, Salem. Oh, cool. Say hi to the witches for me. That's Massachusetts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know that. But it was fun to say. I, I, the fact that you knew that was, very, was actually very impressive. I am a witch. No. Oh, got the, <laughs> oh, we're going to have to do this when we come back. I just ran out of time. i got to get to the Oreos one. And this is one you knew about already ahead of time, right? Yes, sir. So we got this one. I'll, I'll just give you the headline. 
And you folks, uh, get ready when we come back. We will uh, we'll make sure we hit this. We'll get you a couple of other news items as well as we continue BK on the air. But the title for this one from WBTV, Supreme Oreos. I guess, is that... Uh, is that somebody who's like in charge of the of the new order, the Supreme Oreo? They're selling on eBay for over $10,000. Not making it up. That's a lot of Oreos. We're going to find out what that's all about. What are Supreme Oreos? I've never even heard of this. Give me the mint Oreo cookies. Those are the only ones I like. But, you know, BK on the air when we come back. It's time to experience a different kind of paint store. It's time to experience Morris Color Center. Speaking of experience, Sammy Morris has been dreaming in color since 1965. That kind of makes him an expert on selecting the right Benjamin Moore paint for your project, from front porch to back deck. Benjamin Moore paints since 1883. Morris Color Center since 1965. A great combination. See Sammy at Morris Color Center, South Tennessee Street. Planning ahead just makes sense. Owen Funeral Home understands. We can help you create the celebration of a lifetime and spare your family unnecessary stress. For a free Dignity Memorial Planning Booklet, call 770-382-3030. That's 770-382-3030 or visit owenfunerals.com. Plan ahead and design a send-off that reflects your personality and passions. Life has its storms, but when those storms cause damage to your home or business, you need someone with experience you can trust. Red Top Roofing is local right here in Bartow County, and we take pride in everything we do from minor repairs to complete restorations. Give owner Eric Russell a call today for a free no-obligation inspection and evaluation. Red Top Roofing, call 678-632-4077. Find us on Facebook or online at redtoproofing.com. Georgia Highlands College has two-year and four-year degrees. Best of all, you can earn a college degree right here at home. Pay less for your success by attending GHC. Georgia Highlands College has been named the most affordable four-year college in Georgia and the fourth most affordable in the country. Take charge and live large. At GHC, you'll gain a competitive edge when pursuing a career or when transferring to other colleges within the university system of Georgia. There are over 30 areas of studies you can concentrate on at GHC. It's your future. Take charge. It's no secret that taking charge at GHC is one of the best ways to take charge of your future. If you're ready to take charge, enroll at Georgia Highlands College today. For more information, visit highlands.edu. That's highlands.edu. Everyone needs a neighbor, someone to help look after them and watch out for their best interest. At Coosa Valley, we are not only a place to do your banking, we're your neighbors who are ready to help you navigate financial decisions. But we know that your financial life is just one piece of the puzzle. That's why we're also around to help you build a better community. I'm Andy Harris, president of Coosa Valley Credit Union. Come bank with a neighbor you trust. Coosa Valley Credit Union. Experienced, always nearby, and anyone can join. 
St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station is right next door to the Family Fun Center on Alatoona Road and is now open seven days a week. Our award-winning pizza, wings, and all the great food and beverage options are now available at the new bowling center as well. With Trivia Tuesdays, kids' meals, and a full-service bar, St. Angelo's is a great way to enjoy family, friends, or your favorite sports on our huge TVs. Watch for our Pizza of the Month specials on Facebook. That's St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station. Having a good old time here in the studios of WBHF, filling in for BK on the air. Alan Sanders with you. Also joining me, show observer Zoe Putnam doing her capstone project, learning all about what not to do when you're getting involved in media. But she's learning a lot about how to produce a show, giving us the content for today. And uh, definitely going to get to one more news flash here for you because I know we, uh, we, we end up talking a little bit long and that's always fun. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. We do that all the time with BK on the air as well where we uh, flash the audience. too. Uh, we spend too much time and the next thing you know, we have to kind of wrap up in the next segment. So let me get you the last news flash here for you. And this is from uh, this is a story from WBTV. Supreme Oreos were selling on eBay for over ten thousand dollars. Supreme, the mega popular brand known for limited edition merchandise and dedicated fans, recently announced its partnership. Both brands are known for bizarre collaborations. Oreo has previously worked with Mickey Mouse and Google Android, uh, with Supreme, uh, while Supreme has teamed up with the likes of the New York City MTA and Budweiser. Now, interest in the latest collaboration was clever. Oreo's tweet announcing the n- announcing the drop has more than 100,000 likes. The Supreme Oreo cookies allegedly retail at $8 for three cookies, an already steep increase from the originals, and can only be purchased at Supreme stores, not in supermarkets. But following their Soho New York launch on Thursday, some of the cookies started selling on eBay for thousands of dollars. As of 6.15 p.m. Thursday, just two days ago, the current bidding price for one pack of three rare Supreme Oreos is $10,800. $10,000 for three Oreo cookies. Oreo isn't the only unexpected partnership in Supreme's latest collection. The brand also teamed up with brands including Ziploc, Speedo, Nalgene, and Mac Tools for its new line. By the way, I am not spending anything on a Speedo, let alone $10,000. Sorry, there's just not enough material there to make it worth it. So there we go. So uh, have you tried? Do you know anybody who knows anything about the Supreme Oreos? No, this was actually something recently today I actually just learned about. And... It's smart to sell it for that much, but it's not very to buy them. So I guess it's it's a limited release, limited edition. So if someone bought it, they're figuring, well, if somebody somewhere is willing to pay a lot of money because they may not have access to those Oreos. That's the thing about the Supreme Company is they're known for their rarity and such. So that's why it's so much. Right. I'm not paying 10000 for for Oreos. I'm a big scotch drinker. I love single malt scotch. I'm not paying 10000 for a scotch. Not something I'm going to drink. It's going to be gone pretty pretty quickly. So It's not clothing either, so it's not going to last. No, it's not. <laughs> no, you, you don't get to take that with you. Um, we had something today 
about uh, Jodie Foster, and I want to play just a little uh, a little moment from the first drive-in movie I remember. When I was a kid, we used to go to the drive-in. That was big outdoor movie theaters for you young folks out there, where you either had to put a speaker in your car from the from where you parked the car, or as they got a little more modern, you could tune your radio to a channel to hear what was playing on the movie screen. And I remember my mom and dad taking us to see this. Bill, that child has not got a clue about my life. Not a single clue. Sounds like a picnic to me. I, I wish, wish I, I could, could switch places with her for, for just, just one, one day. day. And through the miracle of modern Hollywood filmmaking, we watch as Jodie Foster's body gets put into her mom, and mom gets put into Jodie Foster, and they get to switch sides. Just their brains for Freaky Friday. A movie, Zoe, you said you've never seen the original. I've never seen the original. And you said you may have seen the remake with Jamie Lee Curtis, but don't remember it all. No. I don't think I saw the ending at all. Really? I, the, the remake was really good. I enjoyed it. Um... But I will never forget being a kid. So being, I think this came out in 76. And I think I was either five or six years old when we went to the, to the drive-in, depending when it was released. I may have been six or seven. But I remember my mom and dad, we went to go see a double feature at the drive-in. It was the Apple Dumpling Gang with Tim Conway and Don Knotts <laughs> and Freaky Friday. And I remember not liking the Apple Dumpling Gang because I didn't quite get it. I didn't understand what was funny about it. But seeing a a kid Jodie Foster playing I think a 12 year old girl at this point kind of a tomboyish character who didn't like following the rules and didn't want to have to do what mom and dad said and the mom was saying you don't understand what it's like to be an adult you got a lot of responsibility it's like oh yeah it's so tough you get to do whatever you want you're an adult and so they all they both make the wish that they wish they could switch with the other and so begins a crazy adventure where uh, Jodie Foster gets to pretend that she is in her mom's body and mom gets to pretend she's in Jodie Foster body and it's a lot of, it's a really fun little movie that's true hey you mentioned old things yes Uh oh wait a minute <laughs> wait a second that sounded like a shot at me you remember the show mash i do remember mash absolutely God. i watched that right now it's really fun did you know earlier this month someone actually passed away that was an actor somebody on the show yeah who do you got there i have some things. <laughs> who, who is it that uh, that died from MASH? It was Kelly Nakahara who played Nurse Kelly. Nurse that. Kelly. Yeah. American actress who passed away, I believe, not that long ago. Just uh, the 16th, right? Just a couple days after Valentine's Day. Yeah. So this past week, really. Uh, yeah. Kelly Nakahara played uh, Nurse Kelly. Uh, a, uh, I think she was an Asian. I think she was a Japanese American by birth playing a Korean in that show. Mm -hmm. But uh, great. Uh, it's always sad to see uh, actors get to the point where they pass on. Uh, she was 72 years old when when she died. Uh, let's see. I think I've got a little a little news clip here that we can get to on uh, Nurse Kelly in action. Of course, we got the spinning ball right here. That's always fun. <laughs> and it's still spinning. And it's still spinning. And this is what we call You're filling scared. in. Oh, and we got a commercial, so we got to wait for the commercial to go by. But I do have a little clip here that I do want to play from uh, CNN covering the MASH actress Kelly Nakahara, Nakahara dead at seventy two in her Pasadena, California home. Uh, it's going to be kind of a more of a musical interlude, but uh, she was age 72, played Nurse Kelly on MASH. I don't think you're a terrific person. You haven't the faintest idea how terrific I am. For your information, I happen to have a fantastic sense of humor, a bubbly personality, and I am warm and sensitive. 
According to IMDb, she appeared in 167 episodes of the show. She also had roles in the 1985 film Clue and in 1998's Dr. Doolittle with uh, Eddie Murphy, a character we're going to talk about in a little bit later when we talk about the box office. Nakahara's daughter told CNN she died after a short battle with cancer. Uh, she was a performer and an artist, and she did her artwork to make people happy, which in turn gave her joy, said daughter Nalani Coleman. And there you go. Just a, a little scene there with, uh, and you didn't get to re- see, hear Alan Alda, but she was uh, yelling at Hawkeye Pierce in that scene there from MASH. So uh, well done. You found uh, found a story. This is, a, this is right up BK's alley, you know, talking about celebrities we grew up with. And unfortunately, in this case, uh, a celebrity who has passed away. That's true. Um, we were talking about Oreos. I've got one more news story I think I can get to here on my own. And uh, I'm right outside the stand. <laughs> I don't know. I missed when that happened. Somebody was just sending me a message. But, you know, when you're talking live on the air, it's often hard to, uh, to sometimes uh, hear and get check your social media. But uh, I do have this story from McDonald's. Are you afraid? First of all, do you eat at McDonald's at all? Do you now and then. It's now cheap. And then? It's cheap. It is. Um, there is something to be said about having a nice. Uh, my favorite. I, I did start off with Big Macs, and of course, Happy Meals were, were introduced when I was a kid. So we always were trying to get my mom and dad to go get Happy Meals. But uh, the Quarter Pounder, when it was in, quote, invented, that became my favorite sandwich meal: the Quarter Pounder with cheese, or if you watch uh, Pulp Fiction, Royale with cheese. Because in France, you can't. They don't have. They have a metric system, so they wouldn't call it a Quarter Pounder. They call it Royale with cheese. But my favorite is still. To this day, if I'm going to binge something really, really bad for you, I will more often than not, if I'm going to McDonald's, get the Quarter Pounder with cheese, even over the Big Mac or anything else they have. And this is a story. Did you know that McDonald's has launched candles that can make it smell like Quarter Pounders? How exactly did they do that? Well, according to this story, the relaxing scent of fast food beef could soon be wafting through your home without ever even having to order one of the burgers. McDonald's has unveiled a new line of candles in honor of their iconic quarter pounder, and it features aromas that mimic the smell of the sandwich's main ingredients. It's not just one candle, though. You have to go to the McDonald's website. You have to buy a set of candles. They tweeted this. If you go to delish.com, you can find out that there is actually a quarter pounders, uh, like a quarter pounder lovers club. People that are fans of quarter pounders can get together and talk about their love of the quarter pounder. The collection of six candles comes in glass containers and contain the scent of hamburger bun, ketchup, pickle, cheese, onion, and fresh beef. So you're telling me that if I didn't want to get a quarter pounder, I could just easily have beef candle. You could have, well, if you wanted just the beef smell, you need to get the, the whole set and burn them all at the same time. And it would smell like, did somebody just order quarter pounders? Did somebody did somebody get McDonald's and not tell me you were going to the store? Oh, see, I'd be mad at my kids. Like, oh, come on. Okay, I don't go to McDonald's a lot, but you could have at least asked. You could have got some fries or something, right? Well, while this uh, olfactory treats come as a set, McDonald's is urging fans to burn them together for maximum deliciousness. The price of the candle pack has yet to be released, and it is just one of the items being offered as part of the Burger Giant's new Quarter Pounder Fan Club. For nearly 50 years, the Quarter Pounder Burger has been a craveable and delicious fan favorite, the chain said. We know love is always in the air for our diehard burger enthusiasts, so we launched the Quarter Pounder Fan Club to give everyone a tangible way to publicly display their affection for the hot, delicious, juicy, 100% fresh quarter pound patty. Stay tuned. More of BK on the air. It's top of the hour. Time for Fox News. Don't 
Expect same-day results in Nevada. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. Expectations are being lowered by elections officials ahead of today's caucuses as Nevada tries to avoid the technical glitches that plague the Iowa caucuses. They're not committing to release any results today, and that's sparking some concern among the campaigns. Yesterday, a memo went out to the campaigns from the state party saying they're abandoning the Google form they plan to use to report the results and instead relying on a phone-based system. It's the second time, by the way, they've shifted gear since the Iowa caucuses when they ditched plans to use an app. That's Fox's Jackie Heinrich. For some of the Democratic candidates, today's caucuses could be make or break for their campaigns. I am here one more time to look you in the eye and ask you to caucus for me. Former South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg, Senator Elizabeth Warren hopes to finish strong in Nevada after disappointing performances in Iowa and New Hampshire. Voters aren't the only active participants in the 2020 election cycle. U.S. intelligence officials say Russia is at it again, pulling for President Trump and for Democratic frontrunner Bernie Sanders. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson has a statement issued by Sanders. My message to Putin is clear. Stay out of American elections. And as president, I will make sure that you do. In 2016, Russia used the Internet to sow propaganda and division our country. My understanding is they're doing it again in 2020. In China, new cases of the coronavirus continue to fall, but what's alarming health officials is the global spread of the illness. There are now more than a thousand confirmed cases of the coronavirus in 28 countries outside of China. In South Korea, the number of new cases increased by eightfold this week to more than 400. That's Fox's Garrett Tenney. In Iran, five patients have died. America's listening to Fox News. It's the latest from Fox News Podcasts, The Campaign with Brett Baer. With updates from reporters on the trail and in-studio experts, Brett keeps you informed on the 2020 race. Go to foxnewspodcast.com and download The Campaign with Brett Baer now. Sharp, experienced, trusted, Shannon Bream is America's last word on politics with live insight every night so you can start the next day smart. Only on Fox News at night, weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern. Fox News Channel, America is watching. We've coiled and triumphed. We choose to go to the moon. And pushed mankind to new worlds. We fought for justice. A turning point in man's search for freedom. And free the continent. Tear down this wall. Perhaps our greatest achievement isn't thanks to an athlete or an astronaut. It's at the very core of our country. Our greatest achievement is in your hands. Democracy 2020, Fox News, America is watching. A peace deal between the U.S. and the Taliban could be signed one week from today. That is, if a temporary truce that started last night... Secretary of State Pompeo traveling in the Mideast tweeted, After decades of conflict, we have come to an understanding with the Taliban on a significant reduction in violence across Afghanistan. This is an important step on a long road to peace, and I call on all Afghans to seize this opportunity. Fox's Greg Palakov, the deal would lead to a drawdown of U.S. forces in Afghanistan. Bad hotel room? We've all been there, but this situation was a lot different. An Airbnb host apparently rented his home to the wrong couple. An Airbnb host named Chris of Eastern Kansas says a couple who stayed in a private bedroom in his house for two days trashed the place, leaving drugs, knives, and blood stains on the sheets and wall. It was bad. 
He tells Fox 4 News. This is the first of the first. Police confiscating drugs, arresting a 29-year-old woman and a 23-year-old man on possession charges. Airbnb says it runs background checks on all renters for felonies, adding, we've removed the booking guest from our community and are in communication with the host to initiate a claim through Airbnb's $1 million host guarantee. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. It was 40 years ago today, the miracle on ice when the U.S. men's hockey team defeated the Soviet Union 4-3 at the 1980 Winter Olympics in Lake Placid, New York. Assistant coach Craig Patrick joined Fox and Friends to talk about the impact of head coach Herb Brooks. He got the guys fired up every single game throughout the Olympics. Uh, the Russian game obviously was the most important one for us and, until we got to Sunday when we won the gold medal, but uh, he had us fired up every single single step of the way. And two days after beating the Soviets, that's when Team USA iced Finland. Pam Puso, Fox News. A soulful night in Motown is coming to the Grand Theater. Come enjoy the sounds of Motown and more on Saturday, March 14th at 7 p.m. Reserved seats are $25 and available now online at thegrandtheater.org or at the ticket office in downtown Cartersville. A soulful night at Motown features artists like The Temptations, The Four Tops, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, and more. Relive that iconic era of great music and songs on Saturday, March 14th at 7 p.m. at the Grand Theater in downtown Cartersville. Tammy was on a field trip when her arm began to throb. I had pains in my chest, I was sweating, and my left arm hurt. Sudden, severe, or ongoing symptoms could be an emergency in disguise. Fortunately, Tammy recognized she was having a heart attack and went to the ER at Cartersville Medical Center for life-saving cardiac care. Thanks to Cartersville Medical Center, I survived my heart attack and was able to get back to teaching. Learn more of Tammy's story at cartersvillemedical.com. Stand by to receive our transmission. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That are alive, you are coming with me. The Force will be with you. Always. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to BK on the Air. If you're just uh, coming in halfway through, we've only got an hour left. No, I am not BK, but I do sound somewhat familiar as I am part of BK on the air. I'm the guy that usually sits on the other side of the desk while BK drives the show. He does all the work. He comes up with the articles, the show prep. He knows what he's going to say. I just sit there and just make goofy expressions and, and silly voices and, and, and laugh a lot. And that's all the fun that I have, you know, part of BK on the air. But he is on vacation, so I am in here right now filling in for the Vacationing BK. We will hear from him in about 10 minutes or so. We just uh, had a quick call with him off air. He is out uh, driving home as we speak from Orlando. We'll ask him how it went to go visit the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and do all the things that he was doing while on vacation. I know I I told you in the first hour, a little part of him, a little sad bell went off, a little, aww, at at 10 o'clock, right right at seven minutes past the 10 o'clock hour when he realized, oh, I'm not going to be on the air today. Aww. 
and I get the same feeling every time that I uh, have to skip out on an episode that I'm supposed to be here for. All right. Well, you know, when we come back at the top of the second hour, we always check in with the good folks from Channel Star Wars. Greetings to all of our brothers of the Grand Army of the Republic. It's time again for Star Wars Daily Weekend Edition, brought to you this week by 79s, where everyone is a number. Tups, chips, and ChannelStarWars.com. Star Wars news for Star Wars fans by Star Wars fans. Coming at you louder than a group of Beatle screamers, I'm your host, Mike Mann. This week saw the return of Clone Wars. The Clone Wars Season 7 with Episode 1, The Bad Batch. To bring us back to the battle on the animated front, we go to the planet Anaxis, where Captain Rex devises a plan to find out why the Republic forces are losing so often. With the official go-ahead from the Jedi Generals, Windu and Skywalker, they call in their clone brothers, Clone Force 99, an experimental group of clones with desirable mutations. As they fight their way behind enemy lines, Rex's unnerving suspicions are confirmed. What was the captain's speculation? You'll have to tune into Disney Plus to find out. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Next, this weekend is the 2020 American International Toy Fair, also known simply as the New York Toy Fair. One of the hot items this year was featured on Good Morning America this past week. What is this item that's going to be so desirable? Well. That would be Hasbro's interactive animatronic Baby Yoda. We at Channel Star Wars could try to describe this little fella, but you'll just have to check him out for yourselves. Simply amazing. What's even more amazing is that the Baby Yodian is only 60 credits. The animatronic Baby Yoda is available for pre-order. Shut up and take my money! And lastly, Star Wars, a galaxy far, far away stage show at Hollywood Studios, will have its final performance this weekend. But according to Dirk Libby at Cinema Blend, this makes perfect sense, and Channel Star Wars absolutely agrees. Libby's logic, Galaxy's Edge is completed, with the fully interactive theme park where one literally steps in and becomes part of the Star Wars universe. A stage show where patrons can interact with Star Wars characters isn't really relevant anymore. So if you enjoyed the performance and you'd like to see it one last time, you best be getting to the Florida sector immediately. Like literally, like right now, go. What are you doing? Go. What the whoopers? That's all the time we have this week. Make sure you tune in to the channel Star Wars for the latest and greatest in Star Warsing. For ChannelStarWars.com, I'm Mike Mann reminding you. What? Aw, oh, hell no. Hold up. Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> and now back to Alan Sandstorm Sanders. Well, thank you. I had no idea I was going to be uh, giving a, a direct shout-out in that. That's awesome. Thank you, guys, from the channel Star Wars Report. This uh, brings us back around to finish up our topic. We ran out of time earlier in the first hour, so you know you thought I forgot. We were talking about uh, Zoe Putnam, who's in studios with me today, how she uh, finds the prequels to be better than the original trilogy, and I feel it's uh, and, and I understand it. It's a product of age and what you get introduced to first and foremost. The, the movies are beautifully shot in terms of like the because it's all animated. It's almost all completely drawn in there. So, you know, I, I heard somebody once describe the prequels as you could freeze frame any one second of the movie and have a piece of art to hang on the wall. You could pick any almost any shot that you just like. Oh, I love that. You could hang it as art. 
I'd say that's true for most of the movies. Yeah. Um, the, the problems we older people, seasoned, wise. <laughs> wise. <laughs> uh, we have problems with some of the inconsistency with storytelling. We don't like the way Anakin was directed. Uh, feel bad for the... I mean, is it, I feel bad when even an actor like uh, Liam Neeson couldn't act his way out of a paper bag in, in Phantom Menace, and he is an Academy Award-winning actor. It was just a, And a lot of people said the problem with George Lucas is he doesn't really give direction. He knows what he wants on screen, but doesn't know how to get an actor to do it. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky and you have good actors, they do it. And if not, the actors don't know what to do, you end up with a kind of a blah kind of performance. A lot of people didn't like the love story between Anakin and Padme, thought it was kind of weak. Some people may have liked it. Uh, I have all of them on on DVD. I own the entire collection. I very rarely go back and visit the original trilogy, or the this the uh, the prequel trilogy. Um, I'm a big fan. My favorite of all of the movies, though, hands down, still is Empire Strikes Back. To me, the story, the complexity, the it ends in a dark ending. We find out that that Luke is actually the son of Darth Vader. Uh, it's it's huge. The introduction of Yoda. I mean, Empire took Star Wars, which was an amazing movie, and said, we're going to take amazing to awesome scale and turn it into awesome. Oh, gosh. Cause my my favorite movie, I think, would actually be the um, the first of the new trilogy, The Last Jedi. Okay. No, okay. If, when it comes to the new trilogy, The Last Jedi is, is fantastic. I love The Last Jedi. I thought they did a great job with it. I didn't understand why all the fans went nuts over it. You had Ryan Johnson wrote a great screenplay, took the Jedi and it added stuff. If you go back and watch the original trilogy even, if you just look at the old George Lucas, every movie he introduced new things. New things about the Force, new things about creatures, new elements, new things in the galaxy. He grew the Star Wars universe. But oh no, here comes Ryan Johnson with his idea that, hey, guess what? You know, you can actually channel the Force and have conversations and you can Force project yourself and introduce new things. And they're like, oh, this is dumb. All the older fans, all people in my age age range, ruined the fact that uh, that not only was Ryan Johnson's Star Wars in the new trilogies the best of them. If you've gone back, they've released it on online. But um, the, the the screenplay that was originally going to be the third one was going to follow exactly on the heels of Ryan Johnson's script. It is a much better movie than I think The Rise of Skywalker ended up being. Agreed. The Rise of Skywalker, the fans all got so mad at Last Jedi. That Disney freaked out, brought J.J. Abrams back, wrote a a fun script, but a dumb script. God, the the rise of the Skywalker. I, the story the story was horrible. It really was. There were so many plot holes they were trying to fill, but mm-hmm. created more. But the the like cinematography of that movie was very good. I enjoyed like how the scenes were placed. It was a very action oriented, very bubblegum popcorn kind of movie. We've talked about it before. BK and I both gave it. I gave it like a six out of ten. I would it agree with that. It wasn't great. It was okay. It was fun. If you don't ask any questions, you're fine. It's BK on the air. We'll be back. Shine this afternoon and feeling warmer. West winds at five to ten, mid fifties, and not as cold. Clear low thirties for tonight. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, upper 50s, chance of showers tomorrow night. Monday, showers, slight chance of thunderstorms, some locally heavy rainfall, highs mid-50s. Showers, slight chance of thunder Monday night. Tuesday, partly sunny, 40% chance of showers, slight chance of thunderstorms. Georgia meteorologist John Weatherby in the GNN Weather Center. Furnace on the fritz? Whether it's a quick fix or time for something new, you need a dealer who knows what it takes to warm things up. And a Bryant dealer does whatever it takes. It takes attention to detail, the right tools, and friendly, knowledgeable service. Bottom line, it takes a Bryant dealer to bring the heat. 
It takes Meadows Heating and Air. Call 770-387-0266 or find them online at meadowsheatingandair.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. They're making history in historic downtown Cartersville again. Sam Franklin's Home Furnishings is celebrating 64 years. Hey, it's BK on the air. From 1956 to today, the tradition continues of having the name, brand, and appliances you want, like Whirlpool, Amana, KitchenAid, and Maytag, plus Sony Electronics as well. Sam says, we service what we sell, always have, always will. One historic furniture store, your mom, pop, and grandchildren's store. 144 West Main, downtown Cartersville. Online at samfranklins.com. Proud sponsors of the Elite Athletes of the Month, Elite Stone Supply at Baker Road and U.S. 41 North of Cartersville is your local authorized Husqvarna dealer. See Elite for help with all your landscaping needs or supplies and check out our inventory of mowers, tillers, trimmers, and blowers. Need pine straw, mulch, sand, or topsoil? How about cultured or natural stone? Elite has tons of options and we deliver. Across from Racetrack just north of Cartersville on Facebook and at EliteStoneSupply.net. Are you looking for hard-to-find property in South Bartow County? George F. Willis Realty is proud to offer a 4.93-acre wooded property on Puckett Road for $15,000 an acre and 21.01 acres on Puckett Road with fenced pasture and Pumpkin Vine Creek frontage for $630,000. For more information, please call George F. Willis Realty at 770-382-0058 or visit gfwillis.com. Life has its storms, but when those storms cause damage to your home or business, you need someone with experience you can trust. Red Top Roofing is local right here in Bartow County, and we take pride in everything we do from minor repairs to complete restorations. Give owner Eric Russell a call today for a free no-obligation inspection and evaluation. Red Top Roofing, call 678-632-4077. Find us on Facebook or online at redtoproofing.com. Whatever he's singing, because it's all nonsense. Welcome back to BK on the Air. Perfect show. A song of nonsense to illustrate a show of nothing but nonsense. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to BK on the Air. Is this BK? It's so interesting to hear my show when I'm not there. It's weird, but it's been odd. Isn't it a show you'd like to listen to on Saturdays from 10 to noon? (laughs) Yeah, I can hear hear all my bumper music. I can see how I show up on on my Bluetooth... uh, uh, display on my car. I can, you know, I show up on the TuneIn uh, app on my phone. It's, it's like I can see things that I don't get to see when I'm on when I'm on air. Very cool. Well, I always yeah. I always love when I'm entrusted to run your show. I try to do it justice, but we know it'll never be the same until you're back, which you're coming back next Saturday. Did you hear me? Hold on, <laughs> Hold on a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, sorry. I had a, had a Dementor following us back. Sorry. What happened there? Oh, somebody was <laughs> sucking all the joy out of the room? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. We're in Florida. It was a Demented. Never <laughs> mind. It was a Dementor. <laughs> Something completely different. Yeah, we actually borrowed a couple of wands from friends of ours, the interactive wands that you can use inside the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios. And we were using them, and we were able to uh, stand on little gold placards that they have inside Hogsmeade and inside uh, Diagon Alley. And when you stand there, 
on these uh, gold placards, they actually say the spell that you're supposed to say, and the actual motion of your of your wand, when you flick and twist your wand in the right uh, way that is displayed, you can make things happen in front of you. You have to look to see what happens. So that was new for you because you had not done that the first time you went to Harry Potter. So how much how much different or how much better was your experience being with those interactive wands? Oh, it was much better. Uh, they they were doing it last time we went, but we didn't have wands, so <laughs> we're sitting there trying with our fingers. It didn't work. But yeah, it was it was fantastic. It was fun to watch kids do it because the kids will show up in their in their uh, in their robes, their their their, uh, their Gryffindor robes or Hufflepuff or Slytherin, and they're all dressed up and ready to do it. And uh, some adults have the robes on too, you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure plenty of adults. You know, and you know what though, um, I would go there. And just be into the the, the 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 you know the immersiveness. I'm not going to go there and try to get an actor to break or do something stupid. I'm going to be part of it. I'm going to role play myself through that because if I'm going and spending that much money, I want to feel like I've been in the world of Harry Potter. Well, you do when you visit Universal uh, the park because they have made it in such a way to where all those surrounding buildings of whatever, whatever section you happen to be in, or even the Hogwarts Express train, when you take it. Uh, you're completely immersed. Your purple vision is taken over because uh, the buildings are so high. You can't see anything past the Harry Potter world that you're in, so you actually do. Other than the the uh, short tank top clad tourists that are surrounding you, that's the only thing that gives it away that you're not there. But we can just imagine that, oh, they, they've allowed muggles in here for a day uh, to, to tour. So that's what, that's what you get. It's fantastic. Now, did you go through all the same places as last time to re-experience and maybe a different actor or a different performer playing the things, like when you go over to Ollivanders and watch somebody they randomly pick to choose a wand for them, and then the wand chooses them? We, on purpose, tried different things this, this time because there were several things last time that we missed. There's so much detail in just the two Harry Potter sections of, of each park that you could spend probably two full days in just those sections and still, if you're not careful, you will not see everything. So we're trying to we try to get a lot this time that we missed uh, the last couple of times. Awesome. So now there was a, probably a couple of new rides, or maybe rides you didn't get to ride the first time. Any? I know you said the ride through the castle was fantastic, but I saw you share something on social media about Hagrid's ride. Did you get a chance to ride it? Yes, the Hagrid's ride is the only new thing that was built since we were there. Uh, but I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of construction going on on a, a completely new and bigger and more exciting Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, River Ride is there now, but I think they're, they're switching all over to Jurassic World. You can see the cranes, and you can also see all the fencing that have been put up with the Jurassic World and the, and the logo up on it where you can't see through. There's tons of construction, and just about a couple of miles down the road, Universal has bought a giant chunk of property where they're uh, putting together and constructing their Epic Universe section, and that one's going to be... Uh, ginormous as well. All new stuff uh, in store for the future of Universal and Islands of Adventure in Orlando. Alright folks, you're tuning in to BK on the Air. We've got BK on the air with us via the telephone lines as he's coming back from vacation talking about what it's been like to be in the Universal Studios in Orlando. Uh, I did comment that uh, you may have been a wizard one day, but you were a movie star the next, and you were an, uh, maybe a Marvel Cinematic Universe hero as well, because all of those kinds of rides are part of the uh, the, the, the attractions. What uh, Tell us a little bit more about what you had a chance to see, do, and experience while you were there. Well, as we know, Universal split up into two parts. You have the Universal Studio Park side, and you have the Islands of Adventure side, and both of them have different things to offer. You have the 
Men in Black section and a uh, Target uh, Men in Black attack ride. You have the Simpsons World, which you're totally immersed in the Simpsons when you go to Krusty Land. And, uh, that interactive uh, motion ride is fantastic. You've got uh, the, the, the Race Through New York with the Jimmy Fallon ride. Uh, it's all set up like rock, uh, like where he gets at the show broadcast from, and you're, he hosts the show, and it's a, it's a, a 3D immersive ride, which is fantastic. I didn't know it would be as good as it was, but it was great. And uh, you've, of course, got the uh, the Marvel section with the Incredible Hulk roller coaster and the 3D interactive ride Spider-Man. The Incredible Hulk is one of the most incredible roller coasters I think I've ever been on. And uh, just more stuff to, 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 uh, to see there. There's no Jaws ride anymore. The Jaws ride is gone, and we miss it. But... Uh, just Harry Potter alone on one side of the park and the other part of the Harry Potter world is in the other side. So you can take the uh, Hogwarts Express train like we do at the films to go back and forth from each park if you don't want to walk, which is much more fun to take the uh, to take the train. And the, uh, the Revenge of the Mummy ride, based on the Brendan Fraser uh, first uh, three mummy movies with Brendan Fraser, uh, it's a fantastic ride, which is getting a little old now, but still, it's very exciting. Ride and we kind of wrap it all up with ET, uh, the ET ride, the extraterrestrial, and uh, the Dr. Seuss area. So, this that's not even the tip of the iceberg, it took me a lot longer to tell you about it, but that's the, that's the main gist of the ride. I gotta ask this question because yeah. I did have a chance to ride the ET ride a long, long, long time ago. I have been to Universal Studios well before they redid everything uh, when I was in the Navy. And the E.T. ride was just sort of like a very family-friendly, easy. It's like you're riding a bicycle over all of these little uh, miniature sets and things. Is that the same ride, or has that been updated? They have never changed the E.T. ride. It still looks and feels and, unfortunately, smells the same. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a way to cool down on a hot day. It's air-conditioned. It's very nice, dark, and fun. And it's EP, it's nostalgic for us from the early 80s because we love the movie. And uh, you, can, you, can, you can recover from riding the Transformers ride, Transformers 3D ride, which will, will really, really wake you up if you happen to be sleepy or anything. So, so yeah, the EP is just the way it always has been. All right, we are nearly uh, coming up to the bottom of the hour. You're filling our free segment here with uh, your voice, which a lot of you fans of BK on the air are like glad at least they get a little bit of BK on BK on the air. Uh, you're going to be coming back next week. Uh, in the meantime, did you get? Did, how was the food? Any uh, any decent places? If someone's going to go to Orlando, they're going to go down to Universal Studios. Where do you recommend people try? Well, there's a great restaurant called Mythos uh, at, at Universal. If they want to eat, or if you want to eat anywhere at Universal, try City Walk, the entrance to the park, which is open to the public. It's part of Universal. They've got dozens of, of restaurants, snack bars, anything you want there. And anyone that will really want to tell you the truth will always tell you the food. Is much better at Universal Studios than it is at Disney. Oh, really? That's a that's a yeah. strong statement. That's one of the biggest complaints. You'll see the ratings and people talking about it, and everyone usually ranks Universal's food better than uh, Disneyland's food. Wow, well, that's good to know. Good to know. And um, that's cheaper to get in too, by the way, with Disney raising their prices. Yes, no, that, that's so, another reason why the, the wife is, if we're going to do a theme park, she is not a Disney fan. I can't convince her that Disney World is not what she imagines it is, but she has no problem imagining going to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh, i got to ask this as well, because, you know, the wife and I, we, indo- we, we enjoy our adult beverages. I'm assuming that uh, although you can get butterbeer, it's not alcoholic, but do they have drinks for adults in and around the park? Yes, they certainly do, and uh, you can find you can sniff them out. That's one of your mutant abilities. I know you can do that. 
Yeah, that's one of my things. I I I enjoy the adult beverage. I I got lucky the one time we were at uh, Epcot the last time I was there, which is probably more than fifteen years. They were doing a it was around like an Oktoberfest theme, and they had Oktoberfest beer uh, tents set up all over the place. That was phenomenal. Well, beloved, uh, we're thinking about going to Disney probably in two, two or three years just to encounter the galaxy going to Star Wars section, but we're going to uh, probably have our house up for sale and use some of the proceeds from that to go. <laughs> we're at that point where your sound, your phone is now warbling, but it sounded like to be able to afford to go to Galaxy's Edge and spend a couple of days at Disney, you're just going to have to sell the house first. Yes, that's correct, 100%. <laughs> All right, BK, we're coming up to the bottom of the hour. Uh, drive safe. I know the missus is behind the wheel, but you guys drive safe, get home safe, and looking forward to having you back here behind the behind the board next week. Thanks for filling in for me as always, buddy. I'll see you next week, and hello to Zoe, and I uh, hope you're having fun there. Soaking up all the info she She's she's doing. She, I I put her in jo- in charge of show producer to learn a little bit more about media and learning of all the work that goes into actually picking the content that you have to bring to the show each and every week. That's awesome. And if there's down there, you can do that and just completely mess up, and you'll be doing exactly the right thing. I might tell you. All right, BK. Take care, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, sir. And I'll see you next week, buddy. All righty. Bye bye. All right, folks, as we head to the bottom of the hour, we've got, uh, that was BK on the air joining in and uh, coming on back from Orlando, Florida. Still in Florida right now, but we'll be heading into South Georgia, driving up I-75 in no time and be back home. And then next week, we'll have a lot more of BK. He'll be in studios directly, and we'll have a lot of fun. We do this this every single Saturday from 10 to noon. By the way, coming up after the bottom of the hour, you're going to want to definitely stick around. We do an On This Day segment. We're not only going to tell you about uh, some of the birthdays and movies and entertainment news on this day in history. We'll also look back 1985. It's a favorite year of mine. Uh, it's the year we moved to Georgia from Michigan. So 85 is, a, is one of those years, mid-80s. We're going to go back and we're going to look at the top of the box office. We're going to look at the top of the music charts. We'll talk about the highest grossing film of 1985 as well. So all of that is still coming up right here on BK on the Air. from GNN, the Georgia News Network. Charges have been filed in the case of a missing Valley State University student found dead earlier this week. GBI agent Todd Crosby explaining the sudden turn of events that led to the charges against DeMarcus Little. There was some development, and we followed the leads. We followed the evidence, and the evidence led us to this. Friday afternoon, Little was charged with malice murder. Those charges tacked on to an initial charge of criminal damage to property in connection with the victim's window smashed and her tire slashed on February the 5th. Cops say five people are now behind bars in connection with the death of a teenager killed in a Coweta home invasion. The suspects, four men and a woman, have been charged with murder. The victim, 14-year-old Haley Adams. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reporting that William Tyree is facing a charge of murder along with four others. A young man is being praised for saving a woman from possibly drowning in Albany last weekend. More now from GNN's Rob Stadler. 20-year-old Jay Juarez was enjoying lunch with his mom near the roaring Flint River, filled to the brim because of heavy rain. All of a sudden, he saw a woman floating by. My thought process was help. Nothing really more, nothing really less. Juarez tells WALB-TV that he ran down to the riverbank, tore off his clothes, and jumped into the cold water. He reached the woman and stayed with her an hour before they were both rescued by boat. Hero, no heroic actions. 
I guess I can take that. Turns out the troubled woman had jumped off a bridge into the river, but now she and Juarez are both okay. Rob Stadler, GNN News. Hundreds of jobs are said to be headed for Midtown Atlanta. This due to Macy's efforts to reshape the way it does business and attract new customers. The retailer is putting $14 million into a tech hub that could create about 630 jobs. Its core focus, online sales. With the Georgia News Network, I'm Mike Moore. A fearless warrior, 1,800 pounds of fury. It's the ultimate battle of man versus beast. The professional bull riders bring the toughest bulls and the top bull riders on the planet back to Infinite Energy Center for the third year in a row. March 14th and 15th, tickets to Georgia's hottest event start at just 22 bucks and are on sale now. Get the best seats at PBR.com and AXS.com. It's the Gwinnett Invitational. If your skin could talk, would you listen? Has your skin? I forgive you. I forgive you for damaging me before prom, on spring break, and at tanning salons. But if you continue to tan, I hope you can forgive me. Forgive me when I start developing wrinkles and age spots. Forgive me if I develop melanoma when you're only 22. Protect your skin from the second most common cancer in young women 15 to 29 years old. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Hi, I'm Gary Fox, a local CPA. I specialize in competent, confidential, and consultative business and personal tax services. If you are looking for a tax professional that does more than fills out the form, but is a valued partner, then my firm may be what you are looking for. I'm located at 319 East Church Street in Suite A, directly across from Carlsville High School, and I can be reached at 770-608-4523. I'm Glenda Mitchell with Glenda Mitchell Law Firm. If you've been involved in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, give me a call. When you hire me, you work with me. I give every client my personal cell phone number so you can call or text me anytime. If you can't come to me, don't worry. We'll come to you. Online at glendamitchelllawfirm.com, on Facebook by searching Glenda Mitchell Law Firm, or by phone at 770-694-1883. That's 770-694-1883. Hello, this is Richard Daniel with Harry Daniel Insurance with just a couple of reasons why you should choose Harry Daniel Insurance for your home, auto, life, health, and business insurance. As an independent agent, we shop your insurance needs with several different companies to get you the right coverage at the best price. We also periodically review your coverage to make sure you continue to get the best possible value. Visit Harry Daniel Insurance at 15 South Gilmer Street in Cartersville or by phone at 770-382-8954 or online at hdns.com. Are you looking for hard to find property in South Bartow County? George F. Willis Realty is proud to offer a 4.93 acre wooded property on Puckett Road for $15,000 an acre and 21.01 acres on Puckett Road with fenced pasture and Pumpkin Vine Creek frontage for $630,000. For more information, please call George F. Willis Realty at 770-382-0058 or visit gfwillis.com. Welcome back to BK on the Air. Alan Sanders filling in for BK on the Air. Only 
30, well, less than 30 minutes left until the show is done and in the books and off to the Broadcasters Hall of Fame. BK checked in just a few minutes ago if you're just tuning in and missed out on that. Uh, yeah, he's having a lot of fun driving back. He explained, explained all of uh, the experiences he had in Orlando at Universal Studios. But we'll be back here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel from 10 to noon. Having a good, good, good time on uh, on the radio. Uh, I'm here filling in for him, and we've got Zoe Putnam joining me in studios. Good morning again. Good morning. And you did some research for on this day. And one of the uh, one of the things we always like to look at on this day, uh, we'll look at the movie and the song and some of the other things, but one of the first things we want to look at is what happened in history on this day, the 22nd of February. And if you go all the way back in the Wayback Machine, and by the way, I'm going to say the Wayback Machine because that's a little hint about the top of the box office for the entire year of 1985, a year we'll explore in just a minute. But in this day in film and TV history, 1934, It Happened One Night, directed by Frank Capra and starring Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert, opens in New York's Radio City Music Hall. It would go on to win the Academy Award for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, and Best Actress, as well as Screenplay in the 1935 Academy Awards. Wow. Yeah, you're taking the big four on that one. You know, one of the more recent movies, I say recent, it's 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 an older movie now to you, but uh, the, the oh, it just jumped out of my head. Silence of the Lambs was one of the last ones to do that, where it film. won Best Movie, Best Director, Best Actor, and Best Actress. Yeah. I think the other one that did that was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest that came out uh, about the hmm. the guy uh, in the insane asylum. It was actually, it's a very, very, it started off as a play and was made into a very, very good movie as well. Jack Nicholson making his uh, starring role in that. Also on this day in history for you Shirley Temple fans, The Little Colonel premieres. It's Shirley Temple, Lionel Barrymore, Bill Robinson, all featuring that famous stair dance with Hollywood's first interracial dance couple. Yep, Shirley Temple doing a little tap dance. Uh, 1951, the fourth British Film and Television Awards aired, and All About Eve was judged the best film on in 19, uh, 1951. In 1958, on this day in history, the 15th Golden Globes took place, and The Bridge on the River Kwai was the best overall film. Alec Guinness and Joanne Woodward would also win Golden Globes. Uh, Alec Guinness for his work in The Bridge Over the River Kwai. Uh, 1978, the 28th Berlin International Film Festival went on, and What Max Said wins The Golden Bear along with Las Truchas. It was a tie. Oh, wow. And in 1989, and this is a good one for you uh, Stephen Hawking fans out there, UK physicist Stephen Hawking called the proposed missile defense system known as Star Wars a deliberate fraud. He called it a fraud. (laughs) There you go. All right, so let's get to on this particular uh, 1985, on this date, February 22nd, there was a film at the box office that was the number one in the box office. Surely everyone out there knows, and I'm not talking Crazy Frog that came out several years ago in the UK. No, I'm talking about Axel F for Beverly Hills Cops. Set in Detroit, came out when I still lived in Detroit. Loved the idea that there was not only a movie that was filmed that was set in Detroit, but could recognize a lot of the places because it was down in, in the areas that we used to drive around when we were uh, when we were kids with my parents. So uh, Beverly Hills Cop, 
this day. It came out late 1984, but it was the number one movie at the box office. Now, you said you've never seen this movie. I have not. It's worth putting on and uh, and, and finding somewhere. Stream it, find it, rent it. It's uh, a really good. It was actually, Eddie Murphy had done a couple of other movies, uh, but this was considered his true big first hit where he was the solo lead actor. He had done Trading Places that did well with Dan Aykroyd, but then he had a couple of duds. This one put him on the map, and he never looked back. Wow. Yeah, it's really, really good. Beverly Hills Cop 2 is fantastic. Don't bother ever watching Beverly Hills Cop 3. We, we pretend that there's only been two movies so far <laughs> in the Beverly Hills Cop franchise, although Netflix is supposedly going to do a Beverly Hills Cop 4. It was going to be a movie in the theaters, and they had so many troubles trying to get it financed and, and, and done. Uh, we reported on this a few months back. Uh, Eddie Murphy said, you know what? These... Uh, these Netflix movies are doing very well. They're, they're getting awarded. Let's go ahead and let Netflix produce it. And so they're going to work on a Beverly Hills Cop 4 with Eddie Murphy. All right. The top 40, Billboard's top songs. Do you realize what the top song was this day in 1985? Yes, I actually do. Oh, what a careless whisper, George Michael. Oh, he's no longer with us either. Uh, we got somebody joining us by the phone, so let's do that before we continue on with the rest of our look back in 1985. Good morning. You're on the air, BK on the air. Who's this? Good morning, Jeff. I, this has nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> well, you know what? Then you've called the perfect show. Yep. Well, I overslept this morning. It made me so mad. I didn't get to hear all of your shows. I'm sorry. That's all right. Hey, it sounds like you've got either radio or something in the background because I'm hearing sort of a loop come around. Uh, so if you can't kind of either move away or turn that down. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got it. All right. So what's on your mind, Jeff? Well, that was it. Just tell you I overslept. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, good. Well, good morning to you. You know what? If the fact that you got to sleep in that long—that's a treat for a lot of people. So I'm, I'm very happy for you, and I'm glad you're listening now. Yeah, we're always here at one point or the other. <laughs> well, beats the alternative, doesn't it? Yeah, I like your co-host today. She's doing a good job. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, program observer and today's show producer Zoe uh, Putnam doing some research still on her capstone project for graduate graduating for her senior year in high school. All right, well, you go, Zoe. You got it going on, girl. Thank you very much. All right, Jeff, take care. <laughs> Keep listening. Have a good day. All right, bye-bye. All right, so A Little Careless Whisper was the number one song. Oh, you know, I wasn't a bad. I, I liked some George Michael songs. Um, <laughs> some songs I just could not care for at all. Um, I want to play uh, a trailer for what we um, you, you found the number one grossing movie of 1985. Yep, it grossed with about 190 million. In 1985 dollars, that's a lot of money. Yes, and sir. let's see if uh, you guys can figure out what movie it is. Safe and sound now. Back in good old 1955. 1955? You're telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. It worked! Now I need your help to get back to the year 1985. I finally invent something that works! You must not see anybody or talk to anybody. Anything you do can have serious repercussions on future events. Do you understand? Yeah, well, I might have sort of bumped into my parents. Great Scott! Mr. 
Listen here, Dreamboat. This is more serious than I thought. Doc, are you trying to tell me that my mother has got the hots for me? Precisely. So you've got to get your father and mother to interact. Last night, Darth Vader came down from Planet Falcon and told me that if I didn't take Lorraine out, that he'd melt my brain. Yeah, well, let's just keep this brain-melting stuff to ourselves. Well, what do kids do in the 50s? <laughs> of course, the enchantment under the sea dance. They're supposed to go to this. See, that's where they kiss for the first time on the dance floor. And if there's no music, they can't dance. If they can't dance, they can't kiss. If they can't kiss, they can't fall in love, and I'm history. Hey, man, the dance is over. Unless uh, you know somebody else that can play the guitar. Grossing film of 1985, we have Back to the Future, which would spawn the trilogy, and Michael J. Fox just keeps keeps cashing those checks. All right, we're up to our final break. We have one more segment when we come back for more of BK on the air. So stick around. I'm Alan Sanders filling in. Zoe, you said you have never seen that, but are you in the? In, are you gonna check it out now? Of course. I'd watch the entire trilogy. It's worth watching as one big long movie. We marathon it a lot at our house. All right, we'll be back with more BK on the air. Bluegrass Music's newest supergroup is coming to the Grand Theater in downtown Cartersville on Saturday, March 7th, as part of the Century Bank Entertainment Series. Appalachian Roadshow combines the award-winning talents of banjoist Barry Abernathy and fiddler Jim Van Cleve, both formerly of Mountain Heart, along with mandolinist Daryl Webb, bassist Todd Phillips, and Zeb Snyder on guitar. Their debut album featured three songs that spent multiple weeks at number one on the Bluegrass charts and multiple IBMA nominations. Orchestra-level tickets are $30 and balcony-level seats are $25 for this reserved seating event. Purchase your tickets online at thegrandtheater.org, at the Grand Theater Ticket Office in downtown Cartersville, or by calling 770-386-7343. It's award-winning bluegrass celebrating the traditions and history of the great Appalachian people and regions. Appalachian Roadshow at the Grand Theater in downtown Cartersville on Saturday, March 7th at 7 p.m. as part of the Century Bank Entertainment Series. That same dollar you're about to spend on a cheeseburger could get you a membership at Anytime Fitness. Begin your fitness journey in a clean, friendly, and encouraging atmosphere in both Cartersville and Harley for only a dollar. Your membership includes fitness consultations and evaluations. You also get a gym with 24-hour access to fit your schedule and access to over 4,500 locations nationwide. Small and large group training sessions as well as individual training is available throughout the week. Ask a staff member for details. Anytime Fitness on Tennessee Street in Cartersville by the Movie Theater in Harley at 7 90 U Harley Road and on Facebook at Anytime Fitness Cartersville. This is Luke Daniel. At Harry Daniel Insurance, each one of our clients is given a dedicated team of experts to handle all of your insurance needs. You probably know that we provide auto, home, and business insurance. You may not know that we also handle individual life and health insurance and employee benefits. Harry Daniel Insurance, 15 South Gilmer Street in Cartersville, 770-382-8954 and online at hdins.com. Fashionistas, dinner divas, mama bears, corporate queens, and all the single ladies. Harbin Clinic Women's Center Cartersville cares completely for your health. 
Our expert medical team is dedicated to your wellness so you can live your best life. Visit HarbinClinic.com or call 470-490-7200 to schedule everything from your well woman exams to mammograms and sonograms. At Harbin Clinic, we care completely for women. They're making history in historic downtown Cartersville again. Sam Franklin's Home Furnishings is celebrating 64 years. Hey, it's BK on the air. From 1956 to today, the tradition continues of having the name, brand, and appliances you want, like Whirlpool, Amana, KitchenAid, and Maytag, plus Sony Electronics as well. Sam says, we service what we sell, always have, always will. One historic furniture store, your mom, pop, and grandchildren's store. 144 West Main, downtown Cartersville. Online at samfranklins.com. Hey, welcome back to BK on the Air. Everyone out there, we appreciate you being part of the show, whether you're just listening, whether you're using social media, or whether you're calling. And we're going to go straight to our phone lines because we've got one of our loyal listeners, Eric, calling in on the show. Good morning, Eric. How are you, buddy? Hello, Alan. How are- <laughs> you got something wrong as usual. Uh, you say that, but I- I'm curious. What did we get wrong? But look it up. It's wham. It was not George Michael doing Careless Whisper. It was Wham. Okay. Do Do you believe that to be a fact? Yes, I do. You want to? Do you Do you think you're wrong? No, I don't. Are you sure? Wherever you look, this hour with George Michael, you damn well wrong. Because I am looking at the official Vivo V E V O official video. You know what it's labeled? George Michael, Careless Whisper. They got it wrong. Do you know why? They got it wrong. Do you know why? They got it wrong because I can't remember what album it was on, but uh, it was Wham. But do you remember why Careless Whisper is being credited to just George Michael? I don't know. David was his first hit. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you're going to call me with this. You can at least know why that would be only credited to George Michael. Can you name the other person who was in Wham? Andrew Ridgely. Oh wow! I take. I'm. I'm about to like bow in front of you. Nobody knows Andrew Ridgely. Now he did help write it with George Michael, but it's considered a George Michael hit, and it was released later as a solo for George Michael. They having left Andrew in the dust to do his own thing. Well, who? Well, look what you've done. You've left Barry in the dust, but. <laughs> Well, that's that's through no fault of his own. He had no choice. His wife said, we're going on vacation, no, no, and this is when we're going. No, no. They're getting him ready for retirement. <laughs> that dust, right? No, no, oh, my gosh. The uh, the antique dust. Yeah, somebody go dust off Barry. <laughs> this is just sad. Oh, hey, i got to ask you this question, because you heard us just before that segment. We were doing uh, the, the highest-grossing film of 1985. We looked at the movie that came out at the box office and the song, but then the highest-grossing film of 85 was Back to the Future, the first what would eventually become a trilogy. Uh, are you a fan of the movie? I was two. You were two, but that doesn't mean you didn't see it since. Yes, I saw it, and I loved it. Now, I'm still young, but I'm getting older. Right. We are all getting more seasoned with time. I've accepted that now. (laughs) Well, it's good. I'm glad you finally joined us, because before you used to separate us. (laughs) I'm getting there. 
Yep. You know, let me give you an. Can I give you an old Abbott and Costello routine about aging and how you're going to catch up to us faster than you think? Ooh. I'll never okay. forget this. Andrew uh, Adam, Abbott and Costello had this had this uh, routine, and uh, Abbott says to Costello, he says, uh, "You know, uh, if you're 40, and somebody that you want to date's 10, you can't do that because you're four times older than she is." But if you wait five years, you're 45 and she's 15. Now you're only three times older than she is. And if you wait 15 more years, now you're 60 and she's 30. Now you're only two times older. So you're catching up. Uh, Lindy, you know how much that hurts? (laughs) I know. Trust me. When I look and I realize that the person sitting across from me right now is the same age as my youngest of four daughters and she's uh, having these kinds of conversations about movies and music and pop, and I'm thinking, well, oh, my gosh, really this job, is awesome, and she's only 18. Well, she's doing a really good job, though. She's, she's learning. We're grooming the next round of, uh, of radio personalities to be able to do shows like this with nostalgic geekiness. I am to be oh. BK on the air. You are to be BK. I'm glad you want to be BK. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> Who wants to be me? I don't even want to be me. Nobody wants to be you. Nobody, exactly. Eric. Okay, you know we, you know we got to move on to other things. But uh, anything, anything else you want to add? Have you been enjoying the show today in BK's absence? Oh, I'm always enjoying the show in his absence. (laughs) All right, Eric, man. Do what? All right, bye bye. All right, bye. Eric's always fun. One of our loyal, long-time listeners. He used to listen to BK on the air before he even came to this radio station when he was at a different station and then came over here. Um, I didn't play the, the the trailer. We didn't have time. But Into the Night uh, came out on this day in in movie history, 1985 as well. It was uh, an interesting movie with a, a, a younger cast uh, that you probably would have recognized uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up on IMDb to kind of give you a rundown. Uh, but it's a John Landis movie. He had formerly been known for uh, American Werewolf in London. And this one was sort of like a, a thriller comedy kind of action movie. Uh, you know, it was about a guy who leads kind of a humdrum, ordinary, everyday life. And he comes home one morning, or early one morning, finds his wife is having an affair behind his back, and he decides to go out and have one crazy night and ends up getting embroiled in an entire happening with people chasing a woman. He's trying to rescue her. He's finally realizing that life is actually worth living, but you got to get out there and do things. Starring Jeff Goldblum, Stacey Pickering, Carmen, uh, excuse me, Andrew Martin, Sue Duggan, uh, Dan Aykroyd, David Cronenberg, and a whole cast of uh, crazy individuals as a John Landis film came out this day in history 1985 Jeff Goldblum yeah a very young before the fly Jeff Goldblum uh, it's it's an okay movie it's uh it's quirky it's odd it gets a 6.5 out of 10 in the internet uh, the internet movie database uh, so not not horrible uh, I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes would give the movie but I remember uh, if you are a fan of the podcast that you know my show is part of the movies by minutes there is an Into the Night Movies by Minutes podcast where uh, various Movies by Minutes podcasters each took five or ten minutes of the movie, and each episode was one minute of that movie. Um, I didn't get a chance to participate in that one, but Walt and I were still kind of new to the whole format. Uh, we just, though, did the opening of Season 3 of Movies by Minutes collaboration where we did the uh, the, the, the Hitchcock classic. Um, oh, my gosh, it just popped out of my head. Uh my goodness, my brain. See, Eric Eric calls and everything in my head just goes all all to pieces. But uh, Cary Grant and uh, Hitchcock Flick. Oh, what was it? 
They were going to call it, oh yeah, North by Northwest, because they were going to say it in a northwesterly direction. But North by Northwest, we had a chance to do 10 episodes of that recently. But if you are a podcaster, and you'll, or if you like to listen to podcasts, go check out Into the Night. That was one of the Movies by Minutes collaboration, and that was for season two. Season three is North by Northwest. And then Walt and I actually had the first 10 episodes of that. They're, I think, on episode 30, 30 right now, or maybe they're moving to 35, so so every week, that one minute every day of the movie is one episode of the podcast. Kind of fun. Uh, do you listen to any podcasts, Zoe? I listen to a Dungeons and Dragons one. You okay? So is this where you're just listening to people play, or are they talking about how to play? I mean, what's the what's the focus of this um, cast? I listen to them as they do a campaign session. Okay, cool. So you can hear how they go about. So is it to learn how to play, learn how to maybe manage if you want to be like the was it the, the dungeon master or the campaign um, leader? Or? It literally it's just them playing over okay. the podcast. It's really fun listen fun to listen to mm-hmm. because you can hear all the excitement and the emotion when stuff happens. Excellent. So that's something that you enjoy. I know my daughter has one that she likes to listen to. She says the reason I listen to it is not only is it interesting, but they they obviously are very funny individuals too and they're always cracking and making jokes and it's just apparently there's a lot of hilarity that ensues about some of the things they want to try in the campaign sometimes not apparently sometimes not appropriate (laughs) yes all right we've got a couple more minutes left you've got some other news items that you had you did a lot of research and we've only scratched the surface what else do we want to grab in the last couple of minutes of the show oh gosh hey all the movies for star wars may be over but hey Last of the Je- um, the Rise of Skywalker is getting a comic. They're going to have a comic book series based off of it. Yeah, they're going to do five issues of it. It's going to be a limited time offer, too, to get them. All right, for you comic book nerds out there, you comic book collectors, I've got my own collection. I have not added to it in many, many, many years, but I still have my collection of comic books. Uh, a lot of times, the stories that get fleshed out in these comic books end up being very well done, sometimes better than movies, Although one would argue that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done a great job of mining the content from so many comic books to create the MCU. It does say that there will be some stuff in there that wasn't in the movie. And you can get these books at your local comic stand this June. Starting this June. Fantastic. And look at you. You could be a a reporter for the Star Wars channel or channel (laughs) Star Wars. What else we got? I know we talked about a couple of the things coming to this season to... um, uh, Disney Plus, we did talk about in August, we're going to have the Falcon, not the Falcon, the Snowman. That was a different movie. We're going to have... <laughs> the Falcon uh, and the Winter Soldier. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That comes out in August. I do know they've announced that Mandalorian Season 2 comes out in October. You're right. Yeah. Looking That's forward to that one. Agreed. It looks amazing. They did such a good job with the Mandalorian that it made me feel bad for when the fans... We, we're kind of circling back around to the Ryan Johnson conversation... I really hate the fact that Ryan Johnson got the bad rap he did with The Last Jedi because now that the final trilogy is out and you look at it and BK and I see eye to eye on this for, for this particular subject, The Last Jedi is a fabulous movie. It is. It's just so well done. Um, it's ironic that the middle movie in the new trilogy that just came out is my favorite and in the original trilogy, it's the middle movie that's my favorite, Return uh, Empire Strikes Back. Now when the, the prequels... It's ironic that the last movie is my favorite because they slowly got better, I in my it, mind. It could also, in a sense, be that he did want them to be almost ch- children's movies as well. So once the actual action started happening, older people wanted to lo- like it. Yeah, I do think that y- there is that audience, and you have to remember that you know in 1977, 
you know, the movie had just hit Star Wars, and then 1980 is when Empire came out, and then it was three years later in 83 when Return of the Jedi. Then we didn't have anything until 1999. A lot of us had all gotten, if we had families and kids, kids of our own, and all of a sudden we're watching these, these prequels, and maybe we forgot what it was like to be a kid going into the movies and seeing something we've never seen ever before. I guess that excitement can also play into, say... When the um, new trilogy came out and when we finally saw Mark Hamill as well. Right. True. And I will tell you this. Every generation has their movies. For my uh, daughter, Lexi, it was Jurassic Park. She'll never forget seeing Jurassic Park for the first time in the theater. It wowed her. And I kind of felt the same way. Zoe, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate the show content. BK, thanks for entrusting me. And thank you, audience, for being out there. Till next week, come on back. BK returns right here on WBHF Cartersville.